This is episode 40 of The Urban Yogi, featuring Shelley Grisbrook. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield. I'm a psych major, a kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free-flowing conversation, exploring what it means to live with balance in the 21st century. Shelly Grisbrook is a longtime friend of mine and my boss at the Hollyburn Country Club in West Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. She's the fitness coordinator there. She's also the chair of the board of directors of the Vancouver International Marathon Society since 2010. She's a fitness instructor for the last 35 years, anywhere from Hollyburn Country Club to Yoga to VLTBC and Vancouver Club. She is also a world-class athlete, having completed multiple marathons, triathlons, Ironmans all around the world. I hope you enjoy my interview with Shelley Grisbrook for my 40th episode. So grateful to have her on. It's my new running partner. Oh, nice. Oh, I can play awesome. my music Sweet. with the wireless earbuds, and I don't need to carry my phone. Is that an Apple phone? phone? Apple yeah. Watch? Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I've never seen that color before. Very nice. That's handy. Yeah, it's cool. Is that um, rose gold? It is. Very nice rose gold. Yes, we like it, it is rose gold. Very nice, very nice. Awesome. So Shelly is my boss, and she's also my good friend, and we've been friends since 2009, 2010, when I was teaching at North Shore Elements, and we would have this really fun infrared hot, because it was infrared, right? The, the ceiling is infrared mm-hmm. um, at North Shore Elements in Lynn Valley, and um, Shelly would always, like, I would always just kill her. <laughs> <laughs> with my intensity, but you liked it. You liked the intensity of the hot. And um, then you asked if I wanted to go for a run with you one day. And I went on a run with you, and I almost died because we were running, like, twice around Stanley Park. And then you're like, let's go up the switchbacks. <laughs> and then we started going up the switchbacks, and you were going really, really fast. And then I later discovered that you've run, like, 50 marathons and triathlons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I found out recently that you've been in the fitness industry as a teacher Um, as a fitness instructor for over 35 years, is that correct? Yes. So how do you freaking do that? Because I have tons of yoga friends who've taught yoga for like two years and then they burn out. Well, it has to be your passion to start with. Right. It's never, if you keep forcing yourself to do it, Mm -hmm. you're going to fall off some point, especially when you go to have kids. Right. Oh, I'm eating for two. Oh, and then you gain 50 pounds that you can never lose and you go... Right? right, and that's what a lot of people do. But no, I have three boys. Nice. So how old are they now? Uh, twenty-five and twins that are twenty-three. Cute, nice. Yeah. So would you say it's like about having good daily habits? Like, you, I, I know you love to run. Would you say that's one of your like sport passions, running? I think when you really look at it and dissect it, I probably mm-hmm. have some mild anxiety, mm-hmm. and that's how I've dealt with it. Mm. I got to go for a run. Right, And right. then I'm out there in the woods, and I feel good, and I'm back, and yeah. I don't want to kill anybody anymore. Yes. Right. And that's what I'm realizing with this Brazilian jiu-jitsu that I've started doing. Same idea, like, because I'm prone to anxiety, but it's like, oh, my God, sometimes, like, you just need to, like, throw somebody on the ground yes. in a controlled environment. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that more people did retreat into nature and go for runs, and if more people did, like, do jiu-jitsu or something like that, there'd be less, like, violence on the planet. Well, I think so. People have got to manage what what's what's growing or what's bothering them you know Uh and 
really realize that they're no different than everybody else. We're all the same. Yeah. But we've got ticks and things we've got to manage. But right. you've really got to walk your talk. Yes. And if you're teaching people how to be fit or you want them to ball slam harder or pedal faster, mm -hmm. you got to be doing the same. I totally agree. Right? And if you're yeah. not, then nobody's drinking then, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's not Nobody's buying in. Yes, that's so true. And, and you're unauthentic. Yes. And there's so much talk about authenticity, and I think you just hit the nail on the head. Is like, really, authenticity means just walking your talk. If you're teaching something, you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for, if you're teaching you know, a spin class, you're on the bike. Yes. And you're sweating, and you're invested. Yes, I love that. And you're that. like, guys, one more. Gear yes. 19, we can do it. Yes. And they see you yes. sweating and breathing hard mm -hmm. and doing it, and they're like, yeah, we can do it. Do you think it's something about like the mirror neurons get activated or something within them gets activated when they see the teacher going hard too? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it causes them, to, it's almost like, they call it like horizontal gene transfer, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, whereas if you're just kind of like, okay, guys, bring it up again. Yeah. It's like they're not going to get oh, that. Oh, hang on. I got some. I got a message here. Oh, no. Keep going. <laughs> right, right, right. You right. know, yeah. you're, you're unplugged. You're on airplane mode, and you're focused, and you're giving yeah. a group of people your all. You yes. know, somebody asked me the other day, why don't you do personal training anymore? Did you start with personal training? Well, I've done it all, nice. right? Yeah. And I don't want to babysit people. Right. I would rather have a group of people that want to be there. Mm -hmm. They came in on their own, yeah. and they're there to get a workout. Yes. You know, rather than, hey, it's 1 o'clock, it's time to do our, mm -hmm. you know, I just... You're not a babysitter. And I don't want to do it eight times a day. Right. I want to do it not, once to eight yeah. people. Yes. Not that all, like, situations become that kind of no. dynamic, no. But, but it's nice to have the that's group... That's me. Yes, and me too. It's nice to have the group energy, because I find people do work harder mm -hmm. when it's, like, the pack. Mm -hmm. Pack mentality. Pack mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so tell me about the work you've done with the Vancouver uh, BMO Marathon. Well, um, when I moved back here in 2007, mm -hmm. I still had good legs and, and I was still fast. And Calgary? I was in Hawaii. Oh, you were living in Hawaii? Yeah. Oh, nice. I was there for seven years. Didn't Did you know that? I didn't know that. So oh, you yeah. obviously would have run the Hawaii Marathon. Yes, the Honolulu Marathon nice. I ran. My mother did that too. I've run it ago. nine times. Holy shit. So I know all the shortcuts. Yeah. Oh, are there little secrets? Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. But no, when I first came back, my legs were still good. Mm -hmm. And I did the Vancouver Marathon. And I came, like I want to say, first in my age group. Amazing. At that time. And I had been, I'd had a very successful running career. I was naturally fast. And yeah. I was just riding the wave, right? Okay, you want to do Have another race? Have you been a runner since you were like a kid? No. No? I went for my first run when I was probably 18. Cool. And uh, it was with an ex-boyfriend. And I was like, sure, I'll go for a run around Lost Lagoon. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get it. I was like, why are we running? What are we yeah, running what's the from? Point? That's how I why, You know, thought. I can't breathe. He's like, slow down. Just find a pace mm -hmm. and just be here. Yeah. And I was like... Ugh, it wasn't until, you know, five or six runs later that that clicked in. That. Oh, okay, that's what we're doing. So that's when I started, but... Um, so you call it like a, a meditation in motion is what yeah. you found, and that's what got you hooked? Yeah. And then when I moved to Hawaii, mm -hmm. my twins, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to pick mornings because kindergarten's half a day. Right. I'm going to pick mornings, and then I'll get the boys, and I'll have them in the afternoon. Yeah. And day before school, somebody said, oh, yeah, kindergarten's all day here. I was like... I have won the freaking lottery. <laughs> That's awesome. And I would run, yeah. and I would run, and I would run, and Sweet. I would run. And 
somebody said to me, hey, you're the new lady, you know, do you want to do a long run with me? Mm -hmm. I'm training for the Honolulu Marathon. I was like, sure. Didn't even ask how long. And this dude had water, like, stashed along this route that we were going to do. We did 20 miles. Holy. And um, it was okay because I was just naturally running good. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you might as well do the marathon. And I was, okay. And then I think my first marathon I did 318. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and then it just got better from there, but I realized I had that natural talent, and I, I, I really do just love running. How do you push yourself? Because what I've noticed in my journey is I went from sort of not having the most best daily habits, eating foods that weren't really conducive to fueling my body, and now starting to see food as more of a fuel, mm. and then getting almost high off pushing myself. Whereas mm-hmm. when I wasn't eating well, and when I had a self-concept that I was this sort of fragile choir boy I didn't get as much joy from working out whereas now I'm like I've somehow I don't know if it's because of horizontal gene transfer for working for you but I feel more robust now and I feel like I I get a kick out of pushing myself and this Mm -hmm. is a new thing in the last five to ten years five years I would say well it's your endorphin rush right it's Mm -hmm. your 10 12 minutes in you get that runner's high Mm -hmm. and then at mile 22 you hit the runner's wall (laughs) so and you've run a marathon so you know what that's like it's mind over matter and your mind can take Mm. you down that rabbit hole and you won't come back out right so you've got to just stay above it and I'm having a great time yes but I often say you know your body's a machine Mm -hmm. and imagine it's a furnace cool a wood burning furnace so if you put dry clean wood in there it's going to burn and you're going to be efficient if you put soggy old wood in it's going to smoke and Right. It's going to take forever to burn. Right. So what fuel do you have right now to do a hill for mm. three minutes in gear 18? Right. And when you look at it, that your body is the only one you've got, mm-hmm. it's your only vessel this time around, mm-hmm. and you need to look after it. Yeah. You need to fuel it. And if you're going to run and teach two spin classes and then, you know, go to your, your rehearsal for four hours, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that your body's... Fueled for it. For, for all that. Yeah. yeah. And if you put soggy, wet wood, like candy and Twinkies. And, and frozen. You're going to be like, oh, cheese. I need a nap. <laughs> totally, yeah, totally. So I like that soggy wood. Well. And even in my men, <laughs> I don't like soggy wood, but I like that analogy. <laughs> I like my wood to be nice and crisp. That's right. Um, clean. Clean and crisp. Um, yeah, I think, I think you totally hit the nail on the head. It's like, um, we are here. It's like our bodies are like Ferraris. And it's like, would you put shitty fuel in a Ferrari? No. But so many people, myself included, used to see myself as second. Like, I didn't really, you know, see myself as this divine, divine creature of God. And mm. now that I'm starting to, like, hang around people who see themselves that way, it's rubbing off on me. And I'm like, whoa, like... Because, you know, I had a bit of a uh, run-in with a cocaine addiction several years ago for about a year or two. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you start to take good care of yourself on a daily basis, you start to feel good regularly. And then that's like, it's almost like a regular high that you start to experience. It's the norm. The norm. It, the, that feeling of being blissful, bountiful, and beautiful mm-hmm. becomes your new norm. Mm-hmm. And it's like way better than any sort of drug could ever provide. Well, and I have to say, I went through a bad time you know, a couple of years ago, five years ago, six years ago, and uh, yoga was my church. Nice. And you were my pastor for a lot of oh. those, you know, those hot yogas where mm. I didn't hear myself talk. Right. 
And I just listened and trusted and moved and breathed and mm. felt fantastic. Nice. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, something about being in the moment and even uh, at Kate, our, our uh, friend Kate Marshall, who works up at Hollyburn, she also uh, was running the Oxygen Studio. She calls, she calls it um, Yoga Church. Mm -hmm. and, and I really like that because it is a place that people can go as a, as a refuge to revive and rise and mm -hmm. connect to their true self. And it's, it's purely self-motivating, self-sustaining. Mm -hmm. it's, it's selfish. Mm -hmm. And it's like my running. Yeah, it's, right? like it's selfish. selfish to be selfless. It's not for anybody else but yeah. me. And because you take the time to fill yourself up with things you love, then you have so much energy to give your mm -hmm. classes and to give your colleagues and to share with the world. Mm -hmm. So that's very cool. Yay! Yay! Very cool. Yeah. So what's next for Shelly G? What do you want to bring to the club? Because I think there's some fun things on the horizon. You're talking about bringing more sort of hot yoga potentially. Well, we're looking at maybe doing um, some renovations, and with that would be a new space. That'd be cool. So, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of management agrees with is another studio. Nice. Uh, we don't have, we have three studios, but we have no space <laughs> because they're full of right. registered classes or group classes or whatever. So a hot yoga room or warm recovery room, another flex studio. Mm. So that would be something That'd be great. Cool. Yeah. That may potentially have infrared technology. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it would be built properly, right? Yeah. Wouldn't be like taking this existing studio and then making it a right. hot yoga room. It would be doing sort of it like properly, a right? Yes, cool. with the infrared and everything on there. So that's one of the things. And it's the ever evolving schedule mm -hmm. and managing expectations of the membership and what they want yes. and trying to make everybody happy. Yeah. And that's just, that's a never ending challenge. Mm -hmm. It's exciting, um, but it's something that's been really, really good at the club and you see it, everybody's happy. It's a really good vibe, mm -hmm. but we've got to keep inventing mm -hmm. and creating. Yes. You know, we can't just sit back and go, oh, here's the program. So we have to do research and we have to look at the demographics. We can't really look at what's happening at um, nearby fitness studios because right. they're not Our a private country club. Right. I like your vision. Like, I, I always like that biblical quote, without vision the people perish. Mm -hmm. And you have a very strong vision for the club. And you, you, want, you have maintained it as a five-star environment in the fitness area. And I really love coming to work knowing that that is your vision because that's rubbed off on me. And I, even the way I carry myself, you mm -hmm. know, I want to, you know, excel because that's a very beautiful vision to work for a five-star facility, mm -hmm. you know, and not it many is. places can, can do that. But no. because you have that strong vision, I think that's really awesome. Well, yeah. you have to walk the, walk the talk, walk the talk, right? Okay, so here's my question. Some listeners are going to be listening to this and be like, well, but like, I'm like 50 pounds overweight. I don't have the energy to even, you know, start a regular fitness regime or even to eat healthy. I'm just addicted to, you know, donuts. What would, what advice would you give somebody in that situation? Well, it's hard because everybody's got different little ticks that's brought them to that right. spot where they look in the mirror and go, holy crap, is that me? Right. And you have to have that vision. Mm -hmm. It's like an alcoholic has to go, oh my God. I need I need to change yes or yeah. a drug addict or whatever it is right yeah, yeah. you have to be ready for it and when you're ready 
there's all kinds of resources. Nice. All kinds. And it's not about actually being 50 pounds overweight, it's about being unhealthy. And if you're healthy from the inside out, you know, some people are 130 pounds, some people are 180, right. but they're the same health inside. Yes, and so you, what would be like some hot, some hot Shelly G tips for somebody who's on the precipice of starting a regular fitness routine? What would you say that helped like, get them over the, into the fitness well, zone? I'm a big teeth brusher, I love brushing my oh, teeth. Oh nice, me too, yeah. I've been getting really so into that. So would you ever think about leaving the house in the morning without brushing your teeth? I wouldn't want to do that. Or go to bed without brushing your teeth? I would definitely not want to So do that. that's how I look at fitness. Right. Every day you need to do something. Conditioning. You need to get out of the house. Right. I don't care if you go to home gym or you go to gym in the basement of the apartment so you're living in. No, it's non-negotiable. And if you don't exercise, try going the whole day without brushing your teeth. Right. Right? Thank but you. you've got to want it and there's all kinds of people that will help you mm-hmm. once you get to that point where you go, okay, I'm done. I'm ready. What do you do on the days when you personally feel, you know, slightly under the weather and you and you know you need to teach three classes? Do you have any sort of tips to get yourself into prime state? I go for a run. Nice. Whether it's fast or slow or three miles or eight miles. Mm-hmm. You just get out of the door. Just get out. And do you like leave your shoes in a certain space? Is there a certain like ritual or feng shui thing that helps you get out the door when you're feeling like you don't want to, but you know you've got to? No, you I just, just do don't. It. I don't talk myself out of it. I don't listen to that little voice going, oh, but a nap would be great. But do mind you, you I do off? rest when I need to. <laughs> some, some teachers, some of my teachers yeah. have said, if, if you hear that voice, just tell it to F off. Yeah. Where are you like compassionate? Or it's like, okay, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Like, I'm just interested in the inner dialogue of Shelley. Well, just gotta do it. You got an hour. Right. And the traffic will be good. And then you can get back up there. Right. And then so you do it. Focusing on the positive. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But also listening when you're fatigued. Yeah. Like, I've got lots of energy, but when I'm fatigued, I know I just need to close my eyes for 20 minutes, right. set the alarm, get up, go for a run. Have a little power nap, yeah. yeah. Or even awesome. a walk. When I broke my ankle, mm-hmm. you know, I would get out there and I would walk. Nice. Find a nice flat surface with no rocks yeah. and just walk. Nice. Just with no out. rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no yeah. twisting my exactly. ankles. Exactly, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want listeners to know or anything that we haven't talked about that, that you'd like to touch no. on? We're just, we're all the same. We're all the same on the inside, right? That yes. pure white light and that energy. Yeah. And everything that you're feeling that you're beating yourself up for, you're not unlike everybody else. Everybody's had the same thoughts. Right. You're not different right. in that way. Right. You're human. You're only here once. Yeah. What do you want to do with it? I love that. I love that. You told me that actually a few, maybe a year ago now. You know, you're like, you should, you know, Kate's selling a studio. You should do a studio. Like, you got to do it. You got one life. Do it. And I was on the precipice of like just sort of status quo living and then really taking chances. And you, you put a little, you catalyzed me to take that step, start playing big again. It was, it was partly you. It was partly the men's group that I joined. Um, just like these few little nudges and now I feel like I'm back. I'm and back. and those few little places that were like, no, we don't want to hire you because you are too strong right. in who you are. Right. You're not going to conform to what we want you to right. be. Right. And reframing that so and it's not personal. Yes. Because I was taking it personal. Yeah, you were. And, and it's like, it, it all... I was letting that dim my light. Yes. Which wasn't serving And me really anymore. what it was doing was about defining your path. Right. And being right. authentic. Yes. 
right? Yes. You don't want to be Amen. anybody's bitch. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You want to be your own. I want to be my own bitch. <laughs> so much for your time you're welcome and for being on the show you're welcome and uh, where can people find you online you're on Instagram right I am what's your handle Shelly Grizz Shelly S-H-E-L-L-E-Y G-R-I-S awesome you can see her cute animals my cute I say and your cute sons my boys and my cats if they ever want to you know date a man I will be there for them they're so adorable I'll pass that along I'm going to go see them this weekend very nice very nice awesome okay well good namaste namaste for tuning in to the Urban Yogi podcast available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much to Shelly for being on the show for the 40th episode and we will see you guys next week for another installment. If you like this podcast, please remember to rate and subscribe. It would help us out on iTunes and have a beautiful, beautiful week. See you next time. Bye.
and they are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant? Playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will feel insecure around you. You're all meant to shine as children do. You're born to make manifest the glory that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. May the love.